Hi, boys and girls, and welcome back. It is week four of the college football season, and therefore week four. It's funny how this works logically. Week four, week, just one week, four of the Carla <laughs> Crappy Show. Hi, Carla. <laughs> hey, Crappy, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm, um, I'm, I, I had a good weekend last weekend, college football wise. Um, so, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm oddly excited about picking these week's games, even though they're really, really hard. But, uh, but we will, we, will, we will get to that, um, and, and probably we will struggle through what we're trying to say in any kind of reasonable fashion. <laughs> yes. Um, you have, I know you were busy. You were traveling. You were actually in Columbus um, and then doing family stuff up in, up in Erie. Um, so you can be forgiven if you don't have a whole lot of college football observations from last weekend. But do, do, you, have a, do you have one thing from, from, from Saturday? Um, one thing. Paw Patrol is awesome. Um, and that's and that's that's yeah. a legit thing. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, when when you when you're fighting for television time with with a six year old, a four year old, and a one year old, um, you you lose you're, that battle. You're you're <laughs> yeah, definitely outnumbered. Um, so but yeah, so I didn't get to see a lot of the a lot of games. I was keeping track of stuff on my phone. Sure. Um, you know, just kind of keeping track of scores. We watched we watched a good part of the Penn State game off and on. Um, mm -hmm. and you know. Penn State looked looked great again, um, pouring it on in the second half, um, and then the kids went to bed, so we got to watch the uh, Ohio State TCU game. Uh, excellent. So, so I got I got to watch most of that game, and you know I kept saying we were we were so enthralled in that game that we should have been flipping over to, to USC Texas, um, but, <laughs> we were, but we were just we were so interested in that game, and you know small down. Pennsylvania and cable and you know so it was just like okay yeah whatever we're just gonna watch this game but but I'm debuting the new shirt this week the new Carlin Crappy Show shirt Saturdays are for football oh, we like that so, we yeah, like so, yeah, that that's, that's me and this week is all about football so I'm excited about that um my recommendation though is um yes. I highly don't recommend driving through the remnants of a hurricane um okay yeah no, that sounds like good advice yeah that was not a it was not fun monday coming back to nashville um but great weekend in columbus great beers got to try out the the beers at brew dog um high tea um that was fantastic um had a great time in columbus great time with the family and now i'm ready to get back into some some like legit football so and we got we got some good ones to talk about this week you do it's going to be interesting um before we get to um the the, the games that we're going to talk about coming up this weekend my one thing for last weekend is is actually kind of depressing, uh, especially when you think about the fact, um, you know, over the last couple of seasons, you've been able to make a, a reasonably coherent argument uh, that the Big Ten was actually the best conference in football. And we've referenced this twice, uh, a couple of different times this season about the Big Ten East being the, the, the best division. Um, you know, and, and, and when when the conference goes, uh, I think it was eight and one in bowl games last year, you know, that's... That's that's legit. That's that's a that's a solid thing to make. Um, on Saturday alone, yeah, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Rutgers. I'm reading this. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Rutgers, Maryland, Northwestern, Illinois, and Purdue lost to respectively BYU, Troy, Kansas, Temple, Akron, which waved the um, action pirate flag, which is a cool thing. Yeah, uh, South Florida and Missouri. Um, yeah. The Big Ten sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. What right. happened? You know, I don't know. And you're right. And I guess I could have made that my 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 one thing because um, I was paying attention to that. And I was like, man, that was a really yeah, there's a loss. There's crappy, there's a loss. 
no, no pun intended, sorry here, but the, yeah. I'm using your name in vain. Um, it was a really <laughs> crappy day for the Big Ten. <laughs> um, and, and you know, and I hate to I hate to admit it, but I mean, you're looking at some of the wins that, that the SEC has put forward and, you know, I mean, they're, they're winning. Um, and, you know, SEC's winning games are supposed to be winning. The Big Ten is not. Um, I'm sorry. I think the SEC might be the most equitable <laughs> – other than, I mean, it's weird because like Alabama and Georgia are like way above everybody else at this yeah. point yeah. in the SEC. But man, I mean, that LSU win, holy cow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that was a heck of a win. And heck, cheers to Vandy for almost pulling off the upset of the weekend. Sure. Um, because that game came down to the, the you know, the final drive. Um, and, and you know, just one pass that didn't. I, I, was, I caught the very tail end of that game. Uh -huh. Um, in between episodes of Paw Patrol, um, and I was, <laughs> I was, I was really hoping Vandy was going to come down and, and make that game interesting. Um, it's a boring spot. Give me the remote, just for a second. <laughs> I promise. Marshall's coming back. I promise. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's basically, if you're a Big Ten fan, there's basically no argument to make at this point. But before we get to our games, uh, let's hear from AJ about what kind of fun is going on in Pac-12 after Duke. Hey there, sports fans. It's this week's Pac-12 After Dark Report from your old buddy AJ. Week four. Last week, guys, I was real wrong. I was wrong about literally everything. I don't think I got anything right. You can check the tape. It's very true. I didn't. Guys, I may not know football this year. I don't know. But what I do know, Friday night, Let's get weird. It's USC Washington State. Because the Pac-12 doesn't know any better, and they keep making USC play Washington State on a Friday. Because, you know, when you're a conference, uh, Crappy and Carla can attest to this, when you're a conference and you have, and you're a fan of the good team in the conference, um, usually the conference will do nice things for you. They'll make sure that things are taken care of. You don't play any weird games for no reason against a team that somehow weirdly has your number. And here they are. It's Washington State USC. Now Washington State is going to the Coliseum. Recall last year, travel back in time, uh, when USC went to Washington State, they went to Pullman, and uh, you know, Washington State just waxed them real good. Uh, and uh, Mike Leach uh, did a fun interview at the end of the game, and um, it was super fun. Uh, it could happen again this year where Mike Leach is giving an interview at the end of the game because USC's offense is awful. It doesn't help that they have a legitimate high school senior at quarterback. Go look it up. He's, uh, he's, he basically, he was supposed to, he enrolled early and then they said, you're the quarterback now. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be his high school. He's supposed to be a high school senior right now. He's not, he's a quarterback USC. Ta-da. Um, yeah, USC's offense is awful. It is just brutal. And uh, Washington State, while they have not played anybody of any real note, has only been giving up about 15 points a game. So go Cougs. Do not Coug this. Get a win streak going against USC. I'm sure everybody will love that. And finally, my last game that I want to preview for no no points reasons, no Pac-12 reasons, uh, my beloved Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. 
had to fly a quarter of the way around the world and took an L to Massachusetts. Uh, or no, to Army. They're basically next door. Uh, and, you know, listen. W- you, the Rainbow Warriors had to go up against the entire United States Army. Um, and that's that's a tall task. You can't really ask a bunch of people who had to fly on, like, commercial airline to uh, go battle the entire United States Army. Uh, and expect to win. I mean, you got to support the troops. And this is uh, what, that's what really happened here. They, uh, they, they lost to the army. Um, this week, though, they returned home to the friendly confines of Aloha Stadium to play the Duquesne Dukes. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Duquesne, you might be looking at the, at, at the, at the schedule for the week. And you might see Hawaii playing some team that's uh, Duquesne. Uh, it's Duquesne. That's how that's pronounced. It's very French. Um, the Pittsburgh in me wants to support Duquesne here. But Carla and I know. This is a city rivalry. And as fellow colonials, get bent, Duquesne. Go Rainbow Warriors. Um, I, hope, I, hope, uh, I, hope they, I hope Hawaii scores uh, 400 touchdowns. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Uh, Let's go, Bobby Moe. Let's go, Rainbow Warriors. This has been your Pac-12 After Dark Report. This has been your buddy, AJ. And I'll see you next week. Big thanks, as usual, to our Pac-12 After Dark correspondent, AJ Kuftik. Um, Carla, we spend a lot of time talking early in the season about finding out what a team is, who they are, uh, what, what they're going to be for the rest of the year. And I think in this case, there are we have three ranked teams. Um, all are playing on the road. All are favorites, but just barely. Uh, they're like by the by the three point, four point margin that um, that home teams get just for being at home. So these are these these are basically just kind of um, uh, uh, pick 'em games. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to look at these in the in the lens of, uh, and we're still going to pick winners. But um, we're going to look at these in the lens. Uh, to, you know, it shouldn't be surprised if any of these teams uh, lose on these road on the road. But we will find out this weekend whether or not these teams are contenders, uh, as they seem to be, or pretenders, uh, as we could find uh, by the time this stuff wraps up uh, late Saturday. Uh, the first game we're going to talk about, um, a team that I'm, I'm now familiar with, the number 17 TCU. They are playing at Texas. Uh, TCU is a three-point favorite. Um, you got to see a little bit of this uh, about a little bit of TCU last weekend. So what do you think? Yeah, TCU. Uh, TCU held their own in that game. Um, you know, yeah, like you know, way more than than we had predicted. We thought that game was going to be one in the trenches, and it, it was. Um, eventually, yes. eventually, yeah, it was just one of those that you know. Eventually, they wore down that that offensive line. Um, you know, put some pressure on on Sean Robinson, and it was it was mistakes that Robinson made because he was being rushed that ended up being the difference in that game. Um, you know, the pick six in the third quarter that, that swung the momentum, you know, finally in the favor of, of the Buckeyes. But, hey, I mean, they were in it right there until the very end. And, you know, had that lateral not been forward, um, <laughs> the end of the game would have been really, really interesting, right? Um, because, yeah, Ohio State defense, that was poorly defended. Um, you got lucky that that was a forward pass. That was um, that was That's clearly on the, um, the special teams coordinator who who's – been absent so far this season. Um, maybe, maybe those, maybe that will improve from this point forward. Uh, now yeah. that, that Coach Meyer is back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But, um, but yeah, so TCU was right in that game. Um, and Texas kind of shocked everybody by just knocking the tails off of USC. 
Um, but I have some questions about that because, you know, we've been questioning USC um, since the beginning of the season, knowing that they were starting a true freshman quarterback. Um, you know, this, this this is a big win for Texas. Texas needed a signature win. And mm. at this point, you know, you could, you could classify that as a signature win. How good is USC? I'm not sure we know yet. Um, and then, and then Texas goes and does Texas things, and a cornerback runs his mouth after the game to the Associated Press, and Chris Boyd tells tells the AP that I kind of feel like we proved that we're back. Um, that's a terrible thing to say after a single win. It's, you know, I mean, yes, I get it, big win, but gosh, don't say that after a game. Um, it's Texas needs to take a play, takes take a page out of the Ohio State book playbook. Um, and figure out a way for its defense to pressure Sean Robinson because that's how you beat TCU is get pressure on Robinson. And, and we've seen that Robinson is still a little shaky, can make mistakes. Um, Texas defense against USC had three sacks, but here's the impressive stat of that game is that they held the USC offense to negative five yards rushing for the entire game. That's a good rush defense. Um, so can – can that rush defense translate into pressuring um, Sean Robinson? We'll, we'll find out. Um, on the reverse side, though, it, the Texas offense still needs a little bit of help. Um, you know, Ellinger was was just 15 of 33, so less than 500 in completions. Um, but he threw two touchdowns and didn't have any interceptions. So he his percent, percentage of completions was not great, but um, he didn't make any mistakes. So, but I think Texas is going to have to score points against this TCU defense to be able to to win this game. Um, gosh, yeah, all, all three of these games this week are flip a coin. Um, I'm gonna. My gut says TCU wins this game just because I, I like the the experience that they've got. I like the um, yeah. the fact that that they're playing. Um, even though they're playing on the road, I think they're going to be fired up after hanging with Ohio State last week. They want to go back and, and you know, resume um, some dominance in the, in the Big 12. And they've won this game five years in a row. Um, and so, you know, that's got to be some motivating factor. But, yeah, this is one of the – all three games this week could go either way. I'm going to give the slight <laughs> edge to TCU in this one. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, obviously, uh, watching watching in detail, I, I learned a lot about the Horny Toes last weekend, um, as in I might have underestimated them just a bit. Um, the team speed, uh, <laughs> the uh, TCU's team speed is as good as anything I've seen against Ohio State uh, probably since the, um, the semifinal game against Clemson a couple years ago that we're not going to speak about any longer. Um, they're also more physical than, than I expected. Uh, that really showed in the pass rush. Uh, which was really nice, uh, really well done. Um, and especially in the first half of the game, uh, their run defense, I, I think, um, as, as we mentioned, Ohio State's uh, size I wore down uh, TCU's front seven a little bit uh, towards the end of the game. Um, but, but man, for, for much of that game, that was, uh, that, that was an impressive effort, um, and I have a lot of respect for what they do. I, I, would, I, would, I would have picked this as an easy win for TCU, um, until again, until last weekend, uh, when Texas beat USC, and that and that's sort of you know as you mentioned that's that muddies waters a little bit. You're not sure about uh, about USC. Um, they were a top 25 coin team going in. Um, the things the thing that I that I, I, I take away from that win, I think uh, quarterback Sam Ellinger, uh, um, yeah. he 
not not the most effective if you're looking at quarterback rating, but but two touchdown passes, one rushing score, no turnovers, a very very big deal, and that's um, that that that's a that's a solid performance, no, no matter how you you look at it. Um, I like Texas's defense also. I mean, they they clearly need a little time in the first quarter to get their get kind of get their feet under them, but after uh, after SC scored a, a couple quick touchdowns in the first quarter, that was it. That was it. Uh, Texas uh, Texas pitched a shutout for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the game. This, I mean, Texas looks like a team that is has legit improved uh, since they lost the uh, the game on the road to Maryland uh, to open the season. Um, are they back? Hmm. Perhaps that prediction is a little premature. Yeah, I think I, I think I think, and you mentioned the same thing. I have this I have this written in my notes. It's it's I, I think the difference in this game may end up being experienced. And if that is the case, I think you got to pick TCU. Um, and it's, 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 it is, it's a slight edge. Um, but, but I think that's, I think that's how I'm going to pick this one as well. This is a fun game to play the transitive property of college football. Which, <laughs> right. which doesn't exist, right? So you have a Texas team that lost to Maryland and Temple beat Maryland last week. So Temple beats Texas. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know. We can, we can, we'll figure out a way at some point this season, we'll figure out a way to do a whole show about the trans property of college football. Um, <laughs> uh, about to make my brain hurt yes. uh, as it is. Uh, our next contender slash pretender is the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, they are ranked 24th this week. They are playing at Indiana and they're in a four and a half point favorite. Um, I, this boy, this one's hard too. What do you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you go first. What do you oh, think? Great, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, so the end of last season, we talked about this at the beginning in, in the first show of this year. We talked about how Michigan State was baffling last year that they have the talent, and for whatever reason, they just can't execute consistently. And hello, 2018 season, the exact same thing is happening here. Um, in the fact that you know they struggled to to, to put away a, a very scrappy Utah State team in week one, and we all just kind of went, yeah, that's Utah State has the tendency to to play up just like Appy State does. Um, open, open weekend, anything can happen. That's, yeah, exactly. And 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 Utah State's been in those kinds of games before, and so mm -hmm. that, it was like, okay, yeah, slow start, week one, whatever. Okay, I I, I kind of waved that off, and then when they went to um to to the desert and and were just stunned by Arizona state who arguably was the laughing stock of college football entering this season. You know, Can we call that a hermination? I think we should call that a hermination. A hermination. I like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a hermination. And then, and then another transitive property of college football game because then Arizona state lost last week. Um, yes. So, you know, who the heck knows what's going on in the back 12 this year. Um, but it's just one of those things that it's just like, yeah, Sparty, who are you? Um, and, and figure this out. And then the worst part of the whole thing is, is they had a bye week this week. So we really don't know who, who Michigan State is. They're um, rested. We know that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's, that's <laughs> we know they're rested. Yeah, that's a good point. We know they're rested, but that's the only thing we really know about them. Um, that and Brian Lewerke has been playing quarterback there for what seems like an eternity. Um, uh -huh. And somehow he's only a junior. I, <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Um, but Lewerke's a good quarterback. We know this. Um, and, and he's got, he's, he's been decent so far this year. Um, you know, and, and, and in the pregame notes, there's a thing as whether Indiana's defense can, um, can keep up with Lewerke's accuracy. That's a great question. Sure. Um, and we don't really know a ton about Indiana. They've played every directional, um, 
team that they could find in the first three weeks of the year. Yes. Um, you know, and so they've played three cupcakes. They're three and zero, which for Indiana is actually you know consistently that that's an accomplishment. They they made it through the easy part of their schedule unscathed with um, formidable wins against mm-hmm. teams that they should beat. That's a good step forward for Indiana. Yep. Um, their running back is actually legit. He's averaging about 130 yards per game. Yes, against cupcakes, but that's that's a good average coming out of out of three cupcakes. But he's going up against a Sparty defense that's allowing just 34 yards per game. So this is going to be the first real test for Indiana. Can they get any sort of offense going outside, assuming that Scott is going to get bottled up by this Michigan State defense that is really good against the run? Um, so. And then the other question is: Is can Iowa, or yeah, Iowa, Indiana's secondary um, keep up with Lewerke, um and and his accuracy? So I think Sparty bounces back in this game because of those two things. I'm not sure that the Indiana defense is ready to keep up with the Michigan State's passing attack, and I'm not sure the Indiana offense gets rolling without Scott getting some yards underneath his legs. And I think that's going to be a real slog against Michigan State. So. I feel a little bit more confident about this one that Sparty wins this game, but heck, anything can happen. <laughs> um, right, here's here's what you need to know about Mark D'Antonio. If you're not if you're not a regular Big Ten fan or you don't follow this stuff uh, on 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 the regular, um, Mark D'Antonio is not just of the Jim Trestle coaching tree. He's like he's like the trunk. He's, <laughs> he, um, so so if you're looking for if you're looking for you know. Splashy offensive numbers, uh, flashy stuff. You're not going to find it. Um, you'll find an occasional trick play, some some uh, some uh, you know occasional creative play calling, but generally it's going to be a fairly conservative thing, just with with one goal, and that is to win the football. So, middle of the road performances for Michigan State perhaps should not be a surprise, um, but but this team this feels different, um, and and I. If you get past the the thing that we talked about, Utah State's Utah State's a respectable team. It is opening weekend. Um, you kind of watch and you think, well, this doesn't feel like steady and relentless, and you know, a team that's going to keep grinding. It just sort of feels mediocre. Um, they are uh, where are my numbers? They're tied for sixty uh, second in scoring uh, in the country, ninety eighth in scoring defense. Um, they pass a lot. Uh, odd, a really odd thing. They have not run the ball well in, in the first two games of the year. Um, it, I, I just, I mean, the word that I keep coming back to, it's mediocre. It does not seem like uh, a, a typical Sparty team. Indiana, <laughs> uh, outside, of, outside of, you know, the Penn States and Michigan's, Indiana has been, to me, the most annoying team in the Big Ten uh, in, the last, <laughs> in the last few years, and that's because they give Ohio State fits um and this is this has been a consistent thing for four maybe five years um and and we're and we're not the only ones there have been some classic games where you know indiana's like come this close to beating michigan um and i you know find myself like go ginger and it's and it's and it's offense generally that that's making the difference uh they they have thrown the ball really really well uh with, with um with uh scott this year the running attack seems to be the bigger deal although there, there's a fair amount of balance um, and they were, it's worth mentioning, they were one of the few Big Ten teams to actually win last weekend against the uh, <laughs> buried Ball State, uh, the 457 yards of total offense and 38 points. Um, you typically don't talk about defense with IU, 
Uh, but this year they're giving up just 18 points a game, granted against weaker competition, but uh, that's that's good for 33rd best in the country. Um, so I'm I, I would pick this differently if this game uh, were were to be in East Lansing. Um, but I, I think, especially if they can pass the ball enough to open up the run game, uh, and then they play respectable defense, um, I think they could beat Michigan State in Bloomington, yeah. and that's well, that's what I'm going to say. And and they almost did last year. You know, mm -hmm. I was thinking I didn't. You know, they were up nine three late in that game, and it took a miracle by by Sparty to come back and win that game. They want ended up winning like sixteen nine or something like mm -hmm. that. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, they believe yeah, Indiana believes they can win this game. Uh, uh, I, I think Ohio State opened at Indiana last season. I, I think this is correct. Um, and it was it was actually a similar game to the uh, TCU uh, this past weekend, where you know the Ohio State at, at halftime you're not really comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of took a couple things to, to sort of break halfway through the third quarter, and then then Ohio State pulls away. But um, and that's and that's how these games have been. Um, and and I could if, if they do that with the Michigan State team that that feels to me like it's not a typical Michigan State team, um, they they could win that game, which would which would be huge uh, in Bloomington. Yes, it would. Uh, our last game. <laughs> and I'm okay. I'm going to preface this by saying uh, that um, uh, the fans of Alabama and Clemson, you guys are doomed uh, because the other two teams that I picked for the final four, that'd be Washington and Wisconsin, both have losses already. Uh, and if you're a fan of the next four, you can thank me about this later. Um, <laughs> but so we're, we're going to talk about number 18, Wisconsin visiting Iowa. Wisconsin is a three and a half point favorite. Um, but, but as Ohio State fans know, Oh man, a night game at Iowa just is not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I think every team in the Big Ten knows that a night game at Kinnick is something that is at first. It's an incredibly special thing, and yep. like even if you don't care nothing about either of these teams, flip over to Fox at some point on Saturday night. Yeah, and hey, watch yeah. part this of will it. be fun. This will, um, this, this will be a brutal beatdown. If you're a Big Ten fan, if you're from the Midwest, gotta watch this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Iowa's another one of those teams starting out this year that's played every single directional Iowa and Indiana that they could possibly state, find. State on the championship. They've won the state championship. They have. Um, and and they've played really, really well in the first three weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so here's, you know, but we seem to be at this spot. This is the interesting thing. We're always at the spot with Iowa, right? It's week four. They, they tend to win their first three games. Sure. And you come into week four and you're like, okay, is Iowa legit? And it looks like they should be legit, and then something goes off the rails. Um, I like the fact they're playing at home this week for the for a Big Ten opener because I think it might actually keep them on track. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the fact that they're playing a night game at home, um, their rush defense has been absolutely outstanding mm -hmm. um, to start this year. Um, they they beat Iowa State Big Twelve school, so they're not playing just cupcakes. Right. Um, you know, so so they they they've been tested against Iowa State. Um, this defense faces a huge test going up against Jonathan Taylor this week. Is this rush defense legit? We're going to find out. But it's also a huge test for the Wisconsin offense, who, we, as we found out last week, really, really needs the legs of Jonathan Taylor to get that uh -huh. offense going. Um, BYU figured that out. But mm -hmm. BYU figured out a couple of other things, too. And that is that going with some flashier kind of trip motion offensive plays, mm -hmm. um, works really well against Big Ten teams because they don't see that kind of stuff. And that's how that's how BYU won that game. They, they used a lot of motion. They used one-trick play that worked 
Um, and that's exactly the opposite of an Iowa offense. I mean, if I'm going to be perfectly <laughs> frank, <laughs> Iowa's not going to fool anybody with motion. Let's just put it that way. They're a Big yeah. Ten offense. They're ground and pound. They're going to, they're going to, you know, and especially with Ferentz. Um, I mean, they're, they're trying to run the ball right at you. Um, so the Hawkeyes need to be able to establish some sort of offense against the good Wisconsin defense mm -hmm. that when they're playing a standard offense, they're usually pretty solid against. Um, their Iowa's quarterback, Nate Stanley, has not yet been consistent. Mm -hmm. um, he needed last week to kind of sh shore up his season a little bit, but he was not that great against Iowa State, um, but did enough to win. It, it, again, this is this is a really tough game to pick because, I mean, if the Iowa defense can stop Jonathan Taylor, Iowa can beat Wisconsin. Um, and, and I think that's really what it boils down to is, is the Iowa rush defense that go good enough to, to contain Taylor um, to keep the Wisconsin offense kind of off kilter a bit because, you know, that's, that's why you figured it out. Um, can can Iowa score enough um, to be able to – I don't know. What the heck? They're playing at home. <laughs> even though even though I really want Wisconsin to, to have a shot at, at making – because I still think Wisconsin might be the best shot that we have of getting a team in a, a Big Ten team in the college football playoff, even though mm -hmm. now everybody's saying that loss to BYU – no, you know, makes it null and void. If if Wisconsin runs the table the rest of the season, and at the only losses against BYU, and they win the Big Ten title, are they in? I I would depending on what else happens, I would still consider them okay. um, pretty seriously. Okay. But I, I wouldn't rule them out off of after this one loss. But a loss against Iowa would eliminate them. Um, so Wisconsin really needs to win this game, but. I don't know. I, I love I love Kinnick at night. Um, this is gonna come out in the fourth quarter. And, and <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, like, okay, I'm gonna talk. I I'm gonna talk. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna talk I'm gonna talk for a little bit. And okay. uh, before I make my pick, I will come back to you. Okay, I wanna make your pick. I wanna hear your argument. Okay, okay. Um I, first I'm gonna argue I, I'm going to I'm going to turn your words against you. Um, okay. You you reminded me in the opening uh, when I, when I included Wisconsin in my final four, uh, you reminded me that um, a, a a week uh, a week Big Ten West and that schedule might work against them. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking at, at the overall body work, even if they go through the, the if they run the table under for the season, um, and I, I and and now that that we've sort of established that the Big Ten is perhaps not as solid as it has been the past couple of seasons. I think that works against them even more. Um, I think there's a, there's an excellent chance that they are already eliminated um, from, from, uh, from the Final Four, from the possibility of getting the playoff. But, I, I, it's a, I mean, it's a chance. I think it's, I think it's a pretty good chance, but it's yeah. a chance. If you're Wisconsin, uh, if you're Paul Christ, you're saying, look, guys, if, if our goal is the Final Four, this, we, we, there, there can be no more mistakes, and it's got to start this weekend. Um, so we'll, we'll, uh, the, the, so they, they have, they have that motivation uh, on their side. Um, I, I, as I, as I, I'm, I actually spent more time kind of looking at, uh, at Iowa. I, I, I Iowa keeps 
uh, we, we, we have a, a joke here at the, the Carlin Crappy Show about Clemson, which is the one mysterious loss in the middle of the season to a team that there's, they, they should not ever lose to. Yes. Iowa, Iowa keeps Iowa-ing. Can I, can I create my second word of the, of the, of the show? Iowa-ing, they just sort of do what they do. They are large. They are not really fast or flashy. It's, it's, it's kind of a similar thing to Michigan State. Um, and, 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 and so far, that's gotten to the point where they're 3-0. Uh, state championship, as I, as I mentioned already. Offense is balanced and solid. And the defense, uh, you, you mentioned uh, the run defense specifically. I, I looked at scoring defense, giving up just eight points a game. Yeah. Um, and, and, one of those, and one of those teams uh, was a Big 12 team that, that beat the crap out of nearly everybody last season. Um, they're, they're always well coached. Mm-hmm. They, they don't make mistakes. Um, and I mentioned this before, as Ohio State, Ohio State fans know <laughs> – Playing playing a meaningful game in Iowa City is a challenge, uh, and, and, then, and then you're doing it at night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a trophy game. Trophy game. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is like the uh, the beef portion. The, the Heartland Trophy is the beef portion of <laughs> Iowa's livestock exacta. The uh, Floyd Rosedale the pork portion <laughs> comes up uh, in early October when they when they play in Minnesota. Um, so I could be wrong here. If Paul Christ does a good job of, of selling his guys on, um, it, it is do or die. Mm-hmm. Our, 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 if our goal is a national championship, if our goal is to get to, to, to be in that final four, we, we can have no more mistakes. Um, if he has his team's attention in that way, um, Wisconsin could, and I, I don't want to say should, I'm not sure it's that cut and dried, um, but Wisconsin could win this. Uh, I, I think with with everything, and 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 you know, knowing um, you know Kurt Ferentz and preparation and, and night game and all that stuff, I think Iowa wins. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to give you a chance before I made my pick, and I and I screwed that up already. What do you think? What, what do you, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I don't know. Um, I don't have a coin handy. I know. I'm wearing sweatpants. I'm, 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 I'm the helper. You know, the more the more I keep thinking about that Wisconsin offense, mm-hmm. and 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 Hornybrook's been here before. Hornybrook's been everywhere before. True. He's been, he's been in college for 18 years. And so it feels like it anyway. And and it's got to feel like it for Big Ten West teams, right? And so now I'm talking my, and now I've got to now I'm talking myself back into Wisconsin here because <laughs> because of because of the same reason that we talked about with TCU. Yeah. Wisconsin has experience. True. True. Wisconsin has a lot of experience on offense. And if anybody can sort out the 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 mystique of Kinnick at night, it's gonna be Alex Hornibrook. Um Comes down to the last series and Wisconsin breaks their hearts. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, boys and girls, you can watch the Carla and Crabby show for the duration of the college football season by searching for Carla and Crabby show, appropriately enough, on YouTube <laughs> or on Facebook. Uh, if you prefer, ha- prefer to have Carla and Crappy in your skull, uh, you'll find the podcast version at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as on your favorite social channels. If you like the show, Please rate and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. 
Um, Carla, do you have any final thoughts? Do not sleep on Texas A&M Alabama this weekend. When is um, it? When is I, it? It's, I think it's Saturday night. Um, okay. Okay. But get your thumb. Get your thumb. Yeah, get, get your thumb. Yeah, I, I, I should have checked the time on that. Um, but actually, you can stream so much now. They just get TV, laptop, boom. Yeah, we've got, we've got TV, TV, laptop, tablet going. Um, yeah. Is usually my setup now on on Saturday afternoons. But um, but I, I, I Alabama, I I like Alabama a lot in that game. But now you have the added wrinkle of Jimbo on the sideline, and that makes things really, really interesting. Oh, they, um, were, they were good against Clemson. Yes, they were. They were very good against Clemson. <laughs> so so do not sleep on that game. Um, I think that could be wildly entertaining. I still think I, I I'm. Still convinced Alabama wins that game, um, but that's going to be way way more entertaining than it looks on paper. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, guys, the thing that I would tell you is, uh, you know, in college football, you certainly it's it's a bad thing to look ahead. You don't want to look ahead. Um, but I would want to remind you that next weekend is probably the biggest game of the season for my team, and 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 for hers. <laughs> and I suspect we will spend an awful lot of time talking about Ohio State. Just a mm -hmm. guess. Just, just, just a guess. Just a little. Just a guess. Just Carla, little. thank you. Thanks as always. Cheers. Cheers, guys. And thank you guys for watching. We will see you for Rivalry Weekend number one <laughs> next week. Talk to you later. Thank you.